Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you oh so much for the many, many blessings you give us each and every day. And now the blessed opportunity to get back into your word. Help us now as we continue our studies as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z in the Word of Heaven, we'll turn to Deuteronomy in chapter 11. And here we see a reference to a term, heaven upon the earth. As it reads in Deuteronomy chapter 11. Therefore thou shalt love the Lord thy God, and keep his charge and his statutes and his judgments and his commandments alway. And know ye this day, for I speak not with your children which have not known and which have not seen the chastisement of the Lord your God, his greatness, his mighty hand, and his stretched out arm, and his miracles and his acts, which he did in the midst of Egypt unto Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and unto all this his land, and what he did unto the army of Egypt, unto their horses, unto their chariots, how he made the water of the Red Sea to overflow them as they pursued after you, and how the Lord hath destroyed them unto this day, and what he did unto you in the wilderness until ye came into this place, and what he did unto Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Elab, the son of Reuben, how the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up, and their households and their tents and all the substance that was in their possession in the midst of all Israel. But your eyes have seen all the great acts of the Lord which he did. Therefore shall ye keep all the commandments which I command you this day, that ye may be strong, and go in and possess the land whither ye go to possess it, and that ye may prolong your days in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give unto them and to their seed a land that floweth with milk and honey. For in the land whither thou goest in to possess it, is not as the land of Egypt from whence ye came out, where thou sowedest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herbs, but the land whither ye go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys, and drinketh water of the rain of heaven, a land which the Lord thy God careth for. The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it, from the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. And it shall come to pass, if ye shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your land in his due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thine oil. And I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle, that thou mayest eat and be full. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived, and ye turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you, and he shut up the heaven that there be no rain, and that the land yield not her fruit. And lest ye perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord giveth you, therefore 
shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your head, that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. And ye shall teach them your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt write them upon the doorpost of thine house, and upon thy gates, that your days may be multiplied, and the days of your children in the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers to give them, as the days of heaven upon the earth. Giving them a reminder of what they've already been through, giving them a caution about disobeying, and giving them a promise of the blessings to come if they are obedient. That they could have what's referred to as heaven on earth. And speaking of the wondrous paradise that could be on earth because of their obedience, indicating that the Lord is in control of everything, in control of the environment, as he pointed out here about the plants and the growth and the seasons and the rain coming down from heaven under the power and authority of God. He is in control of all that, not us, not by what we do, like some of the people are trying to say that we're in control of the weather. No, we're not in control of the weather. I'm sorry, but we don't have that kind of power or authority that's in the hands of the Lord. The blessings that come from even the weather itself are blessings from the Lord. When we are obedient, then we have good weather. We've been given all that promise all the way back there. That the Lord will bless this land. He'll bless the entire earth if His people will just turn to Him completely with their whole existence and love Him and be obedient to Him. Then He'll pour the blessings upon us and the entire planet. It'd be heaven upon the earth. All right, now if you will, turn on over to Deuteronomy in chapter 33. A few verses here, speaking of how the Lord writeth upon the heavens. In Deuteronomy chapter 33, picking up verse 26. There is none like unto the God of Jeshurun, who writeth upon the heaven in thy help and in his excellency on the sky. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms, and he shall thrust out the enemy before from before thee, and shall say, Destroy them. Israel then shall dwell in safety alone. The fountain of Jacob shall be upon a land of corn and wine. Also his heavens shall drop down dew. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of Thy excellency and thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. Once again, pointing out here that the Lord is in control of that rain that coming down from heavens. It's awesome that He is in control, not us. It isn't our 
responsibility to try to control the weather or the climate change people. No, that's upon the authority, power, and might of the Lord. We merely need to be obedient stewards and servants to the Lord, and He takes care of the rest of it. All right, now if you will, turn on over to 1 Kings in chapter 8. And the setting here is, by this time, the children of Israel settled in, and we have all the way to the point of King Solomon. And King Solomon is praising God and praying for the people Israel in these verses here. And he makes a reference to hearing thou in heaven. In 1 Kings chapter 8, picking it up in verse 22. And Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven. And he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in heaven above or on earth beneath. Thou keepest thy covenant and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee with all their heart, who hast kept with thy servant David, my father, that thou promised him. Thou spakest also with thy mouth, and hast fulfilled it with thine hand, as it is this day. Therefore now, Lord God of Israel, keep with thy servant David, my father, that thou promised him, saying, There shall not fail thee a man in my sight to sit on the throne of Israel so that thy children take heed to their way, that they walk before me as thou hast walked before me. And now, O God of Israel, let thy word, I pray thee, be verified, which thou spakest unto thy servant David my father. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee, how much less this house that I have builded. Here's King Solomon speaking of the temple that he had built for a place of worship to the Lord. Yet have thou respect unto the prayer of thy servant and to his supplication. O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry and to the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee today, that thine eyes may be open toward this house night and day, even toward the place of which thou hast said, My name shall be there, that thou mayest hearken unto the prayer which thy servant shall make toward this place. And hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant and of thy people Israel, when they shall pray toward this place. And hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and when thou hearest, forgive. Heaven thy dwelling place. Hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place. As continues. If any man trespass against his neighbor, and an oath be laid upon him to cause him to swear, and the oath come before thine altar in this house, then hear thou in heaven, and do, and judge thy servants, condemning the wicked to bring his way upon his head 
and justify on the righteous to give him according to his righteousness. When thy people Israel be smitten down before the enemy, because they have sinned against thee, and shall turn again to thee, and confess thy name, and pray, and make supplication unto thee in this house, then hear thou in heaven, and forgive the sin of thy people Israel, and bring them again into the land which thou gavest unto their fathers. When heaven is shut up, and there is no rain, because they have sinned against thee, if they pay, if they pray toward this place, and confess thy name, and turn from their sin when thou afflictest them, then hear thou in heaven, and forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people Israel, that thou teach them the good way wherein they should walk, and give rain upon thy land which thou hast given to thy people for an inheritance. If there be in the land famine, if there be pestilence, blasting, mildew, locust, or if there be caterpillar, if their enemy besiege them in the land of their cities, whatsoever plague, whatsoever sickness there be, what prayer and supplication soever be made by any man or by all the people of Israel which shall know every man the plague of his own heart and spread forth his hands toward this house. Then hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place and forgive and do and give to every man according to his ways whose heart thou knowest. For thou, even thou, only knowest the hearts of all the children of men, that they may fear thee all the days that they live in the land which thou gavest unto our fathers. Moreover, concerning the stranger that is not of thy people Israel, but cometh out of a far country for thy name's sake. For they shall hear of thy great name, and of thy strong hand, and of thy stretched out arm. When he shall come and pray toward this house, hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for, that all people of the earth may know thy name, to fear thee, as do thy people Israel, and that they may know that this house which I have builded is called by thy name. If thy people go out to battle against their enemy, whithersoever thou shalt send them, and shalt pray unto the Lord toward the city which thou hast chosen, and toward the house that I have built for thy name, then hear thou in heaven their prayer and their supplication, and maintain their cause. If they sin against thee, for there is no man that sinneth not, and thou be angry with them, and deliver them to the enemy, so that they carry them away captives into the land of the enemy far or near, yet if they shall bethink themselves in the land whither they were carried captives, and repent, and make supplication unto thee in the land of them that carried them captives, saying, We have sinned, and have done perversely, we have committed wickedness, and so return unto thee with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their enemies, which led them away captive, and pray unto thee toward their land, which thou gavest unto their fathers, to that the city which thou hast chosen, and the house which I have built for thy name. Then hear thou their prayer 
and their supplication in heaven, thy dwelling place, and maintain their cause. And forgive thy people that have sinned against thee, and all their transgressions wherein they have transgressed against thee, and give them compassion before them who carried them captive, that they may have compassion on them, for they be thy people, and thine inheritance, which thou broughtest forth out of Egypt from the midst of the furnace of iron, that thine eyes may be open unto the supplication of thy servant, and unto the supplication of thy people Israel, to hearken unto them in all that they call for unto thee. For thou didst separate them from among all the people of the earth to be thine inheritance, as thou spakest by the hand of Moses thy servant, when thou broughtest our fathers out of Egypt, O Lord God. And it was so that when Solomon had made an end of praying all this prayer and supplication unto the Lord, he arose from before the altar of the Lord from kneeling on his knees with his hands spread upon up to heaven. And he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice, saying, Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest upon his people Israel, according to all that he promised. There hath not failed one word of all his good promise, which, which he promised by the hand of Moses his servant. The Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers. Let him not leave us, nor forsake us, that he may incline our hearts unto him, to walk in all his ways, and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, which he commanded our fathers. And let these my words, wherewith I have made supplication before the Lord, be nigh unto the Lord our God, day and night, that he maintain the cause of his servant, and the cause of his people Israel." at all times, as the matter shall require, that all the people of the earth may know that the Lord is God, and that there is none else. Let your heart therefore be perfect with the Lord our God, to walk in His statutes, and to keep His commandments, as at this day. This prayer, this going out to the Lord, and referring to a request that he he hear them from heaven, indicating the dwelling place of the Lord and giving reference to him being in control of the weather that comes down on the planet, that that is a blessing for serving the Lord, for being obedient, for glorifying the Lord and everything that you do. And now, if you will, turn over to Second Kings in chapter 1. And we see here a reference of fire from heaven in Second Kings chapter 1. Pick it up in verse 1. Then Moab rebelled against Israel after the day of Ahab, and Ahaziah fell down through a lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria, and was sick, and he sent messengers and said unto them, Go require of Baal-zebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this disease. Now this is a horrible thing that he would be doing this. 
calling out to Satan, basically. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, the Tishbet, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria, and say unto them, Is it not because there is not a God in Israel that ye go to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. And Elijah departed. And when the messengers turned back unto him, he said unto them, Why are ye now turned back? And they said unto him, There came a man up to meet us, and said unto us, Go, turn again unto the king that sent you, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Is it not because there is not a God in Israel that thou sendest to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron? Therefore thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. And he said unto them, What manner of man was he which came up to meet you and told you these words? And they answered him, He was a hairy man and girt with a girdle of leather about his loins. And he said, It is Elijah the Tishbet. Then the king sent unto him a captain of fifty, with him fifty, and he went up to him, and behold, he sat on the top of an hill. And he spake unto him, Thou man of God, the king hath said, Come down. And Elijah answered and said to the captain of fifty, If I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Showing the power, the authority of Elijah the prophet as he continues, Again also he sent unto him another captain of fifty with his fifty, and he answered and said unto him, O man of God, thus hath the king said, Come down quickly. And Elijah answered and said unto them, If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven, and consume thee and thy fifty. And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. And he sent again a captain of the third fifty with his fifty. And the third captain of the fifty went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah and besought him and said unto him, O man of God, I pray thee, let my life and the life of these fifty thy servants be precious in thy sight. Behold, there came fire down from heaven and burnt up the two captains of the former fifties with their fifties. Therefore, let my life now be precious in thy sight. And the angel of the Lord said unto Elijah, Go down with him, be not afraid of him. And he arose and went down with him unto the king. And he said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Forasmuch as thou hast sent messengers to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, is it not because there is no god in Israel to inquire of his word? Therefore thou shalt not come down off this bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. 
So he died according to the word of the Lord which Elijah had spoken. And Jehoram reigned in his stead in the second year of Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, because he had no son. Now the rest of the acts of Ahaziah, which he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? They're showing the power and the authority of Elijah when they came to him and showed him the proper respect, then they were safe. But when they came to him demanding something of him, they were destroyed by fire from heaven. All right, now let's see an interesting event where Elijah actually gets raptured. We know the prophecies of the last days where it speaks of the two witnesses during the tribulation time. And it's been speculated that it was going to be Elijah and Moses. Because of the appearance of Elijah and Moses with Jesus and the Mount of Transfiguration, when he took Peter and John and James up with him to pray, and he was transfigured right before them, and then they saw Moses and Elijah there in a vision as well. And that's been speculated that they would be the two witnesses of the last days. But there are also many that believe that the people of the, or I should say the two witnesses of the tribulation time are actually going to be Elijah and Enoch. Because you go back into the Genesis, you see where Enoch was raptured up as well. So we have two people that have been raptured in the Old Testament, which is Enoch and Elijah. Therefore, as I say, many have believed that that is why they are going to be the two that will be the witnesses during the tribulation time. Because the word tells us that it is appointed unto man once to die, but after that to judgment. So these two men have never died. Moses died even though he was part of that awesome experience that they had in the Mount of Transfiguration. But here we see the event of Elijah being caught up into the sky in a right up into the heaven. As we see in Second Kings chapter 2 and verse 1, And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel, came forth to Elisha, and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that 
whereat Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee, here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And thy, and they too went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass, when they were gone over the, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee, before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Taken right on up into heaven. And let's see what happens next. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and smote the waters, and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets which were to view at Jericho saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest upon Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. Thus Elisha takes over for Elijah, because he saw Elijah being taken up in a whirlwind, right up into heaven, just as it said there in verse 1. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. So he was raptured up, giving us the second reference to a rapture that we find in the Old Testament, and indicating that there's a very good possibility that the two that will be the witnesses during the tribulation time are Enoch and Elijah. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you all so much for the many things you teach us through your word, that you are in control of the rain, that you dwell in heaven, that you are the power and authority over everything. Help us to truly understand that and know that. And we look forward to being able to be caught up like Elijah was and taken up to be with you for eternity. We thank you oh so much for the many blessings you pour upon us from heaven. 
as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.